Good evening, brothers and sisters. This is B. Martin Ambush, servant leader of Hassad Community Bible Church, hopeless author of Failing Marriages, How to Strengthen Your Union and Prevent Divorce, and the originator of this podcast, Relationships, Romance, and Reality. In this podcast, we'll be, in, we'll be examining uh, different aspects and different fundamental uh, principles about relationships, about romance, and about reality from a biblical perspective. So, if you don't want to learn about the Bible, if you don't want to hear anything about the Bible, you might not want to listen to this podcast, but I pray that isn't uh, the case. I pray peace and blessings upon you and your family. I pray all is well with y'all and that you are uh, just continuing to receive the blessings of God from this beautiful spring day as I have. Now, just because I'm teaching this podcast don't mean I know it all. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I have over 20 years experience in the ministry uh, as a prison chaplain, as a hospital chaplain, as an associate minister, as an interim pastor, and I'm pastoring the, the said community Bible church as right now, a virtual church. So my experience is, is deep and vast. I am not a licensed counselor or therapist, uh, but I am coming with a vast amount of experience and if you have any questions you can reach me here on anchor or you can reach me at my uh, email address that has said cbc at gmail.com a-t-s-e-d-c-b-c at gmail.com that's my church email address if you have any questions about this uh, podcast that's how you can reach out to me now lad i'm not going to hold you that long it seems like the shorter the podcast is the more uh, listeners I get to listening to it. So I'm not going to hold you that long. It gives me 30 minutes. I'll try not to go over 20. Yeah, amen. So last week we talked about spousal suitability and what it means to uh, to be a spouse in the eyes of God. And also, to how do, how do we determine? How do we determine if we're suitable to be a spouse? How do we determine if we're suitable to be in a relationship, an intimate relationship? Even though if you're a Christian... Uh, you shouldn't be in an intimate relationship outside of marriage, but I got to be keeping it real. The reality is a lot of Christians, a lot of Baptists and Methodists and Episcopalians and, <clears throat> excuse me, apostolics and charismatics, a lot of folk are single and they're in intimate relationships or they're having intimate relationships outside of marriage. That's the reality of the culture we live in. So I have to speak to that also. But how can you determine? We learned that last week. I'm going to just go over that very quickly. First of all, and we learned it from when God created Eve from Adam. Uh, first of all, Adam had to be at peace. God put Adam in deep sleep. Brothers and sisters, we gotta be, we have to be at peace with ourselves. We have to be able to love ourselves and to like ourselves if we want somebody else to love us. Amen. Then we have to be positioned. We have to position ourselves in the sense, how do we position ourselves? In the under the will of God, doing what God has called us to do. Amen. Not trying to be somebody else. Then we have to purge yourself. Gotta purge yourself of sexual immorality. Gotta be you ought to be celibate if you're single. And then fourthly, you uh, you got to uh pray. Amen. That's the fourth one. You gotta pray. Gotta talk to God and ask God what did he, what does he want for your life? Who does he want you to be with? Where does he want you to go? He'll answer you. He answered me. 
And I don't like, I didn't always like the answer. And I made the wrong choices. Amen. So that's what we talked over about last week. But I'm going to start this week asking uh, some rhetorical questions for you regarding your your ideology regarding relationships. Now, you said you're, and most people say they're Christians. And I praise God for that. So I would have to ask you, what's your foundational belief system? What do you believe? Even if you are a Christian, what's your foundational belief system? How, to what degree do you believe the Bible? Amen. And then I got to ask you, to what degree will you allow the word, if you are a Christian? Amen. A lot of people say they're Christian. So to what degree will you allow the Bible to determine and dictate your actions in life? Okay, you don't have to answer it now. I'm just asking these questions. Then how can you determine if you're ready to be in a relationship? What areas of your life are you not willing to compromise in? What areas of your life are you not willing to compromise in? Then, where did you get your life picture of what a marriage or relationship looks like? From your parents, your grandparents, your neighbors, your school, your television, or your favorite TV show? Okay, and then where did you get your ideology of communication? How did you learn how to communicate within a relationship? Again, from your parents, your household, your neighbors, your school, your culture, because these are very important. These are foundational questions that needs to be asked and addressed first and foremost by you to determine if you're ready or how many issues you have. And then what unresolved emotional or psychological issues do you have from your childhood that uh, that is hindering you to this day? Okay. And not only do you need to ask yourself these yourself these questions, you need to ask your potential mate these questions. Amen. Amen. So then we have to ask ourselves or we have to identify how important is communication to you within a relationship. How important is communication to you in a relationship? And then I have to ask the question, when I ask folks sometimes, how much time do you spend communicating with your significant other or with your, your, your spouse before you engage in intimacy when you were in that courtship phase? Because what I've learned a lot of times, everyone says, oh, communication is very important. Communication is very important. And I start asking questions about their, about their significant other, about their spouse, and a lot of things they don't know about. Amen. I'm, I'm just keeping it real. That's the reality. So a lot of folks say they, they're Christian. A lot of folks say they, they love God. They believe in God. But we, cert, we, we circumvent the word of God. We circumvent the will of God to fulfill our own fleshly desires. And everyone has desires, but we have to align those desires up with, with God's expectations for us. Amen. Amen. So those are just some questions that I didn't get to propose uh, last week regarding spousal suitability, but we're going to continue on and we're going to embark on communication, communication. And I'm getting most of this material, most of the things I'm talking about, I'm getting from my book, Failing Marriages, How to Strengthen Your Union and Prevent Divorce. So, and it's available on Amazon. So if you have, if you want to read that to find out even more, that'd be even better. So communication, choices, and consequences. Everything we learn in life is based from off of communication, whether it's verbal communication 
or nonverbal communication, body language, or the actions that you, you're portraying throughout the day. So everything we learn from life, I learned, uh, my, I have a son and he's blind. And, and I, w- I would take him to therapy. And he was getting ready to start learning Braille. And the therapist told me, she said, I didn't know this, 75% of what children learn is from observation. It's by watching other people. And that's, that's deep right there because we don't even have to verbally communicate. Our children are watching us. And other people are also watching us to determine how they're going to communicate with us or if they're going to communicate with us at all. So these are, and everything we learn is from communication. From the communication we have heard or we have witnessed, we're going to make certain choices in our life. And from those choices, there's going to be consequences. Amen. God would allow you and I to make whatever choice we want. He has his perfect will and he has his permissive will. His perfect will is just that, his perfect will. But his permissive will is him, is God allowing you and I to make to exercise our free will to make whatever choices we desire within our relationships but we have to face the consequences of those choices some of the consequences are good some of the consequences are bad some of the consequences are lifelong amen whether one of the consequences could be children amen so um from a relationship that you might have have had amen and a lot of us had children out of wedlock a lot of christian folk have children out of wedlock that doesn't mean God thinks anything less of you, but God still desires that you communicate with them. So the most important part of my communication is my communication with God. I got to I gotta talk to God every day. Now, I, now, for instance, when I say that, I'm, I'm not just talking about a, a, a official prayer time where I'm getting down on my knees and, and praying, which I do at times, where I'm bowing my head and everything's quiet, and I do that also. But I'm talking about we need to talk. Our communication should be with God throughout the day. Talk to God. He is so ready to hear from you. He is so sitting on the edge of his seat waiting for you and me just to talk to him. Amen. Because why is that so important? Because I've learned over the years. And I tell this to couples. The way we communicate with God is going to be indicative of how we communicate with one another. Let me say that again. The way we communicate with God through our prayer time and through just the regular uh, occurrences throughout your day, how you are you communicating with them? You're going, that's how you're going to commu- be communicating with your significant other. That's how you're going to be communicating with your spouse to a certain degree. Amen? Amen. So, and God, and, and here's the thing, God already, I'm missing, meaning he's all knowing. So he already knows what's in your heart. He already knows the hurt, your, your pains, your fears, your failures, your sins. He already knows all that stuff. And for years, I would pretend like he didn't know it. And I'm praying to him a certain way and all that. And he already know what I'm going through. He already know the questions I have on my heart. And he's like, talk to me. Be honest with me. Be open with me. Be tra- transparent with me. And as I, as I grew in those areas, I also grew in that area with my relationship with my spouse when I, when I was married. And I'm very honest, open, and transparent. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you like it is. It might be to my detriment, but I'm going to give you. Uh, we, we have to give one another the information. We have to communicate what's truly within us and allow that partner, allow that significant other, allow your spouse to have a, make an educated decision. 
Amen. Because so many times if our, our, a lot of us communicate from a place of secrecy, from a place of fear, from a place of shame. But God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Now, again, what, what are some of the must knows? Uh, I like to, I call them the must knows. There's some things when you meet someone, when you're embarking in the relationship, there's some must knows you should have that you require of the person you're in that relationship with especially when you first meet him or her. Uh, what's their family history? What's their what's their work history? What's their ex history? What's their educational history? These are these you might think, oh those are that what this from some of that stuff made. You learn about a person when they when you allow them to talk and talk about their family history. Talk about their their work history. Talk about their ex and their ex history and what did they learn from those relationships? What did they learn from their ex and why it didn't work and how have they grown from there and this might make some folk uncomfortable but these are necessary these are some must knows that you should be uh asking yourself so when we talk about communication i'm i gotta go back to the bible because that's who i am amen and i go back to the story of uh adam and eve and when adam sinned he asked the god came and said where adam where art thou and I had a, uh, I had a, when I was a chaplain, I had a person ask me, he said, if God is all knowing, then why did he ask Adam, Adam, why art thou? And that was a good question. And, and uh, it's okay to have questions that, about God. It's okay to ask God a question, but we shouldn't question God. When we're asking God a question, we're asking for information, we're asking for confirmation, but when we're questioning God, when you question someone, well, that's more so accusatory, amen. And we have God can never be accused of anything, amen. So we should always be willing and open to ask God those questions that's on our heart, amen. And ask them in a respectful manner. But the young brother asked me, he said, Why, if God is all knowing, why did he ask Adam, Where art thou? And that's a good question. And I just want to uh, communicate these three things. And I'm going, like I said, I'm not going to hold you too long, amen. So those are three things that we should get when we when 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 we're asked a question and when we're engaged and being questioned and when we're communicating with one another. What are those three things? First of all, when God asks us a question, and when we ask people a question also, but more so when God asks us a question, it's for authentic authentication in our mind. Authenticate authentication in our mind. And all that is, that's a military term. Uh, and when I was in the Marine Corps, we used to have uh, uh, training exercises. And even when we was in combat, we also did it. We authenticated the message. We authenticated the orders. And that's a military process in which the predetermined persons are, are, they have to identify themselves and validate the orders that they have been giving and the orders that they have received before they pass them out to everything, everybody else. And when God asks us a question, he's, he's authenticating in us for our mind. He's reminding us that we are a child of God. Amen. When you communicate to your husband, to your wife, to your boo, to your significant other, it should be an inspiring moment in which they know, hey, she cares about me. She's she's authenticating who I am and who I am to her, or I am I'm authenticating who she is to me. 
Amen. Because if you don't care, you ain't gonna ask no folk no questions. You ain't you ain't gonna care. Amen. How many times have you came home from work and and it was high and by? That was it. No questions, no communication, nothing like that. Amen. So when God asks us a question, it's an authentic authentication in our mind. But then secondly, when God asks us a question, it's affirmation in our heart. We're bombarded, especially in our culture social media, television, everything else, our work, and we're bombarded with all kinds of stuff that that's, fills our hearts sometimes, fills our hearts with negativity and poison, to be honest with you. And when God asks us a question, he's affirming who we are in our heart. Every relationship and every marriage will face challenges and conflicts and chaos. And that's an opportunity for us to either be propelled closer to God or to be repelled further away from God. The choice is yours. The choice is mine. I like how Jeremiah says it. And people say, I, I counsel folks sometimes, they say, I just love him with all my heart. Or I, or I could just feel it in my heart, something in my heart, something in my heart. And I'm like, okay. And I said, well, let's, let's, again, if we're, if we're believers, let's, what the Bible teaches us in Jeremiah 17, he said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. And then Jesus teaches us when, when the... Um, Pharisees was busy and the gospel of Pharisees were busy washing the inside and outside of the dishes and, and, G, and the disciples said, asked Jesus about it and he said, it's not what we put in our, in our food or in our dishes and in into our mouth that make us do evil things it's the desires of the heart because within and Jesus said within the heart is adultery and fornication and wickedness and idolatry and all types of wickedness. That's coming from the heart. So we have to affirm our heart through our communication with God. We have to affirm the heart of our spouse with our communication with them. Amen? I hope you can see the parallelism that I'm trying to paint. I'm almost done, y'all. I'm almost done. And then, and then, there's authorization in our life. Amen. When I, when I'm asking, when I'm taking the time to communicate to you, and you're taking the time to communicate to me, that tells me, first of all, you care. But then, secondly, you're, you're giving me off. You're you're empowering me. You're giving me authority to to partake a part of your time. I learned some of the mo one of the most empowering things to give someone especially folk within the African-American community, because a lot of us feel like as if we're powerless because we don't have the money, we don't have the position, we don't have the education sometimes. So a lot of people think they have no authority. But when, I'm, when we're engaged in communication and I'm asking a question of you, I'm giving you the, the authority. I'm It's a sense of almost a sense of validation because I want to hear what you have to say. Amen. So those are three important elements of communication. So when you're in, embarked in, in, in a relationship, communication must be foundation. And I mean, a lot of people say it, but guess what? Communication is hard work. Communication is not easy. Amen. So I pray, brothers and sisters, as you continue to, to pray and ask God, um, a lot of folk are, are lonely right now because of the pandemic. A lot of folk are searching, and but I would I would ask you, 
first of all, be patient, but then ask God, ask God where he, where he desires for you to go. Uh, I'm all, I liken it to brothers and sisters when they come visit a church and they say, I'm, I'm searching for a church home. I'm searching for a church home. And I correct them. I said, no, don't search for a church home because Satan will, will lead you to the wrong church. Pray for a church home. I know, I know a lot of y'all are lonely and, and, and searching for a relationship or searching for Mrs. Wright or searching for Mr. Wright. No, pray and ask God. Lord, you direct my steps. You order my steps because he is our foundation. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, that's going to end this podcast. Again, uh, it seems like I get more listeners when the podcast is shorter. So I'm going to go ahead and end it right now. And we're going to continue on with communication next week also. Amen. And we're going to get more so into the the spiritual aspect of communication uh, through our prayer life and the purpose of prayers and whatnot. So, brothers and sisters, I pray, pray peace and blessings upon you, you and your family until we meet again.